to the Bottled Soccer Talk program, podcast, show, hour. My name is Nestor. I'm joined here by Henry. It's two guys, two mics, two pints, and this is episode number 59, getting ready for the Big 6-0 next week. And what a week it's been, brother. Yeah. I don't remember a more eventful week. Uh, Super League was week was pretty bad. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but the, this is like that was the, that was like up there with fuckery that I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah, this and is up this there. Is, though. This, this is yeah. I would say this surpasses that. It, this made the Mount Rushmore of 2021 for me. It's kind of hard to put one over the other, but you know, another day that also really banged a lot was the day that um, that Messi like initially announced that he's not going to renew with Barca, but then the reports had become that he was. Yeah. Um, and I guess that leads us into our main topic and what we wanted to bring That's up. A perfect first. segue. Yeah, um, so Messi officially leaves Barca, gives a whole emotional testimony, and in the span of in the span of a day, is introduced in Paris wearing the red, white, and blue. Well, um, to back up a bit, last week when we uh, last did the podcast, which was last Wednesday, it was uh, Wednesday the fourth. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Messi. Every, everyone was under the indications that it was going to work out, that Messi was going to end up staying in Barcelona, and that uh, and everything was hunky-dory. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday morning, two bo- or Thursday morning, I should say, uh, Pacific time in Europe, it probably happened overnight, like so, at some point in the you know early hours of, of our time here. Right. Uh, two big-ass announcements, and you would think that you know, the first hundred million pound player, British player, would be a huge news, and rightfully so it was. Maybe yeah. for like about a half second, because then the the news broke that that Messi was Barcelona and Messi had agreed that it was just impossible to happen. Yeah. So for for the following three or four days, it was just nonstop Messi coverage. Where is he going? And obviously, the first suitors are going to be PSG and City. Right. Yeah. Um, and I guess I could let you take point on, on that. Oh, no, I mean, I, I think you explained it very well, and, and that's basically what happened and transpired. I will say, leading up to the day, and I, I you know, I remember waking up that day. Um, it was actually a terrible day. Uh, I was pretty hungover, <laughs> if I remember correctly. And, uh, you know, I'm like, yo, this is really happening. Because since I woke up and I saw Twitter, there was already rumblings of it. But there's no official announcement. Well, it was broke by Marca, who's a yeah, notoriously yeah. Right. Like, like pro Madrid. So anything that you know that can add some stank against Barcelona, they're going to report it. Yeah. So people took it with a grain of salt. Yeah. But it, it was it te- it actually happened to be yeah factual. Once Barca announced it, everybody went crazy. Like Messi was the trending topic for the next. 72 hours really. I think even up to now Well yeah If we're talking about globally On a consistent basis This has been Messi's week um, I think his uh, Today he posted his first photo With PSG uh, And their uniform it, it made the most Likes ever registered In like a minute It was already in, in Six figures in, in Within a minute So I, I That's like Insane you know To think like That many people It was like 35,000 comments Right now Messi's like this is the biggest news he's ever broke because he's always been very quiet, humble, or so to speak, humble. He's not outspoken. He's quiet, modest. Uh, this is the first time that Messi's really like 
He's ruffled a lot of feathers. He's uh, made one of the biggest changes in, in his career. The biggest change, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I always say I always say one of them because the fact that he left Argentina at the age he did, that that takes nuts, you know. Oh, uh, excuse me. Uh, for it to go it. well, you know, it's even crazier. But yeah, what a transition and. Um, from my perspective and on my opinion, I wish he would have came to City. Uh, I would have really loved that, and I think that City could have could have afforded it, especially with like certain players maybe leaving soon from City, and there's going to be some vacancies there. But you know, at the end of the day, it's PSG has has maybe a bigger bag than City, and um, I think it's also a more desirable city to live in. Easier league, less wear and tear on your body. Can't blame Messi for for choosing a. Paris. Yeah. So, um, immediately, an already stacked team gets twice as stacked off right. of one player. Uh, financially, they're going to benefit a ton from it. Probably pays for itself, if we're going to be honest, through branding. Almost, and, almost yeah. And well, yeah, I mean, the shirt already sold out, right? Yeah, yeah, shirt sold out in uh, I think seven minutes online. Yeah, uh, you can't find anything on either Nike or PSG dot com. I checked. Yeah, and uh, it, it's it's insane. Just everyone's talking about. Uh, everyone's just can't stop talking about Messi. You have Shannon Sharp and um, what, what's that douchebag's name? The other one, uh, um, Stephen A. No. no well, um, he probably spoke about it. Skip too. Bayless. Skip Bayless. Yeah, they were arguing about it, uh, even though they don't really speak from a place of knowledge and yeah. it's nonsense. It's nonsense. Um, yeah, he's everywhere. I got a CNN article <laughs> reporting it. Yeah, you know, um, it, it's everywhere. It's and a big you can't deal. escape it. We're we're talking about it, and I kind of I kind of wanted, kind of wanted your opinion on on how you feel about Messi. I guess on a more like individual level, because like you said, he's not. Not outspoken. I, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that he's humble. You right. Know, the guy wears Givenchy, for yeah, example. Yeah. You know, so. and like the guy took his shirt off and held it up towards opposition. God damn it! You know, I, the guy's not humble, but he's humble. Hum, he's humbler than most footballers, though. He's respectful, I would say. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, of course, you're gonna be proud of yourself when you're that good. But I mean, I think uh, I would have loved for him to not take any money and stay at Barca. But that's a bitch move in itself as well. Let's be well, honest. That, and that is against the legal rules for the for that reason. That yeah. Oh, well, well, I guess we take a veterans minimum or something, right? Well, I guess we can explain why he can't sign with with Barca. Well, do you, yeah, do you have a good grasp on that? Uh, I mean, in layman's terms and in a very brief, you know, statement, they're fucked financially. <laughs> okay, uh, so a club within La Liga rules is not allowed to have a higher wage, uh, a wage higher than seventy percent of revenues that that um, that they make within the year. Right. Uh, Barcelona were operating at a uh, hundred and ten percent. Yeah, following the COVID year, that was including Messi. Um, without Messi, I think it was still like ninety five percent. So that's still beyond their cap. Um, a club's not able to extend a player for less than half of what his previous contract was. Oh, so he okay. was. They had agreed that he was going to take half, but even if he agreed to play for free, that wasn't within La Liga rules. And uh, uh, Barcelona 
beyond Messi haven't been able to register uh, Memphis, Aguero, Eric Garcia, and uh, whoever else that they signed. I think they signed somebody else. Not that I remember. Okay, maybe just those four guys, those three guys. But either way, um, those guys, they're still like in limbo as far as playing for uh, for Barcelona this weekend. Uh, the registration hasn't been complete. So they're, like you said, they're fucked. And uh, yeah, Messi couldn't play on a minimum. There, there was... There was just n- no way around it, and uh, yeah. Devas and La Liga are are holding, you know, holding tight onto that onto that ruling. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't expect any any less from them, but it's it is the rules, and you got to enforce them. And I, I think in a way, and I know this is going to sound biased, but in, in a way, it's you can't really make exceptions. Just. It will benefit them. He could easily just that's my point. let them skirt yeah. the rules if if it were, you know, if it were just about benefiting them. No, yeah, but it's also I think um, La Liga hasn't necessarily been uh, Barcelona's cuddle buddy. You know, um, I mean, there's been situations that have benefited Barcelona because of the uh, you know federation in Spain, but. Um, truthfully, I think if he has a, ch- a choice or a chance to pull the plug on Messi, despite all the marketing and all the money he's losing out on, just the fact of damaging Barca that much and making them less better, clearly, it's the best player in the world, arguably. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think he's going to always take a chance and do that, man. And I think, truthfully, Real Madrid fans and, you know, people who follow them a lot, can feel a little bit more comfortable now, I think. Despite uh, Real Madrid already beating them last year, um, you know, multiple times, I think yeah. this just eases them off now. I think Barcelona are on par with Sevilla, if not possibly even less. We're going to have to see. Um, but right now, Real Madrid and Atletico are the ones that are going to really uh, make noise for the title next season, I believe. Yeah, it, it turned into a three-headed dragon to to a two-headed dragon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, the rules aren't only affecting Barcelona. There's quite a few teams that are affected by this right, uh, right. wage wage cap. Uh, Valencia, uh, Celta Vigo, uh, and a handful of others. Um, but those are the, like the two bigger names. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's tough that they're so strict given the COVID era but yeah you know, that's, that's another thing that should be considered in my opinion but and every other league relaxed their rules because of that and la liga for some reason may i mean there there was that tv deal that was kind of that flew under the radar with the whole messy news um and uh real madrid ended up suing the league yeah but someone i don't know there, there's a whole lot of bullshit going on <sighs> Do, do I even need to explain that? <laughs> I, I mean, I, you can if you want. I, I've I've told you before. I'm, when it comes to the financial side of football, I I try to understand it, but I'm never um, entertained by it so much. But it does it does come in 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 handy because it gives reasoning behind everything. But um, yeah, man, the the you know the crazier financial question going into PSG now is how are they going to afford that wage bill? Are they going to have to part ways with Mbappe, or are they going to be able to eat up the money? You know, so. I think. Uh, well, they they've come out and said uh, that that they are playing by the rules. Yeah. Um, 
what rules are there when you, when you know it's not clear some yeah. some mystery sponsor injects you with you know a 200 dollars dollar sponsorship for, for out of nowhere you know some some shell <laughs> yeah. company um they apparently are operating within financial fair play rules uh even though the chairman of uh, PSGs and cahoots with UEFA and all that shit so you know that that's beyond me uh but if we have to go by what they're saying everything's okay hey, i mean everything's the, all good over and, here and and from my point of view even if they're not within the rules even if they can buy off whatever investigation comes and even if they're still found guilty or you know there there's some you know fuckery going on i think they're okay with accepting whatever ramifications or consequences that there might be as long as they get their goal and their goal is going to be the champions league right cuz the the league title for them is more or less a foregone conclusion and they're they're they've set their sights on the champions league and it, as long as you know as uh, as long as they meet that goal however however they get there doesn't matter they're ruthless in that fact. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past them if they were to sell Mbappe and go for Ronaldo. To be uh, quite honest with you. That, I, I see that hilarious. happening. That would be so I, hilarious. I, I see Ronaldo as being their plan B if Mbappe decides to go. Because there's no way that they let go of Mbappe for nothing. Dude, that would be insane because um, of all the, the, the whole narrative behind it now. It's like three guys that have never played all together. On any on any level, obviously Messi played with Neymar, but never got to play with Ronaldo ever. Always against him, that that narrative within itself would just turn so many heads towards PSG and the sport. And then adding Neymar to the mix, like that front three, I don't think it's crazy effective. By the way, I think they're super they're just super talented. But we're looking at two players that are past their prime, and then one guy who is still really like Neymar. Can we say that Messi's past his prime though? Well, he's not dropping 60 goals a season anymore. But, I mean, he's he's still a great player, though. Like, Messi's not prime is better than but any he, player's prime. He's, he's not he's not the, the spaceship that's, like, going warp speed. But he's the uh, he's the one making, like, he's the one bending time in space. He can you do everything. I mean? But, like, for me to expect that he's going to have a better season than he did last year, maybe statistically he might. But I, I have no reason to believe that he got faster, stronger. Um, and you know, especially coming off of international, those tournaments. are those are big factors. But like, I think he knows himself well enough, and he's going to a weaker league, so he's going to be able to preserve yeah, yeah, for sure those legs. But they are kind of butchers in the French league. Yeah. Oh no, there, there can be some. My my yeah. point is though that it's still it's still a scary team on paper. But um, you mean with Mbappe or with Ronaldo? With, with, with Ronaldo, uh, even with Mbappe though. But that team is is going to be crazy stacked. I just think if they were to get Ronaldo, then it's a it's a, it's a much more aging team. It's still effective, but it's gonna be like a, they're they're gonna be living off of the name more than the actual performance. I would see Ronaldo as a straight nine on that one. Oh, he has to, no question. Uh, he'd be basically occupying the Suarez role that existed in Barcelona. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to see as a neutral. When it comes to major tournaments, I'm not gonna be rooting for them. When it comes to the league, I'm gonna be pulling hard for Marseille. And and that's that. I mean, I can't root for them ever, really. But now they're just more despicable to me. You know? <laughs> really? Uh, just that little bit more. You know, uh, I never been a, been a big PSG fan, right? But um, 
I think now it's just like they're 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 gonna remind a lot of people of the Warriors in the NBA. It's like damn, they're so good, but they they have to win first for us to say that wholeheartedly. But yeah, yeah in ten months time, uh, ten or nine months time, we'll be able to reflect and say, okay, this worked out. You know, mm-hmm. this was worth it for them, or this is falling apart. I don't think there's an in between. No, we can't be lukewarm about this move. Well, I mean, it, like say they get they don't win the Champions League, which is what everybody expects them to win now. It's just it that's just gonna be a reality. I think if they were to win the league again, because they didn't last season, and they win uh, another domestic trophy, I think that's a success. But it's not, you know, the Champions League is the dream. So, but I don't think they're gonna win the Champions League. By the way, you know when these things come about, it doesn't tend to work out that way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the goal is when they make a statement signing like that. Well, if we're gonna be honest, anybody would go for Messi, right? Like that wouldn't. Like they're not stupid for they're not crazy for going for it. Um, but the the idea is to get a Champions League. You all right there, bud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea is to get the Champions League, and I don't know. I, it doesn't work out that way. Cups it, don't work that way, man. It can very well Oops. work out for them because they're that good. But none, I would say about six, seven times out of ten, it doesn't doesn't really happen like that. Yeah, PSG is a good team, but uh, I don't know. I do see uh, some some weaknesses in that team, particularly on the left flank. Uh, it, this is me thinking Champions League level. The way that City exposed them, I think, can be replicated again. Obviously, defensively, they're going to have to be much more careful because the aliens on the team now. But you know, I don't know. I well, I think regardless, Messi's going to be happy. He's going to have some silverware. It's impossible not to win anything on that team yeah. in that league. But um, yeah, man, Barca. We can say they're they're going to be. They're going to be struggling. They're going to be fighting for a Champions League spot. That's what they're uh, worried about now, I think. And, you know... We'll yeah, that's got to be the main concern, especially if they can't register the guys that they signed. Um, as of now, let's just say they do stay. Memphis, Eric Garcia, and Aguero. Without Messi, is that team... I mean, it's not bad on paper because they still have Jordi Alba, who had a pretty good season last year. Uh, Frankie de Jong, Busquets was starting to, you know, slow down a lot, but he was never really a physical specimen to begin with. Um, uh, Pedri, who's got a, got a season experience under him. Um, other than that, oh, and Serginho Des. Other than that, the team's is okay. It's okay, yeah, it's okay, but it's it's nowhere near title contending level. So when you're out of title contending level. You're going to be grouped with the Sevillas, the Bilbao's, and, you know, Betis and Sociedad's. Uh, but I still think they're the top dog from that group. But And they'll still get Champions League, I think. But uh, title's totally out of the question. Any success in the Champions League is totally out of the question yeah. for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, two more things about PSG. One, I find it hilarious that... They're willing to become the villains, you know, just accepting whatever financial fair play consequences they get for this, for the wage shit. Uh, after the whole, uh, you know, after the whole patting themselves on the back for the Super League kind of thing, you know, 
Yeah. As if they were the good guys and everything, and now they're, you know, they're just fucking throwing money at everything. They're just throwing shit to see what sticks. Yeah. Um, I think that's hilarious and uh, a little hypocritical on their part. But everyone already <laughs> forgot about the Super League bullshit. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think those are, t- like, uh, for me, in my opinion, they're two different, like, uh, spectrums, really. I mean, it's all financial, but I think if you're able to sign Messi and you have the funds, I think you should be able to to spend it on it and not be shamed for it, you know? No, I th- well, I mean, I mean, whatever implications it has on financial fair play, the next time they're going to be audited or whatever that is. Because if, if this does have huge bearings towards that, then then oh, okay I, I get what you mean okay but i don't like it, i'm just going by the word and, and what has come out from psg I, i'm led to believe that there's nothing wrong with the financial side of things um i mean they got messy on a free transfer the only thing is that the wages are going to be dummy but that's not that's not i don't think uh it'll be enough to push them over the edge um but i don't know we'll have to wait and see We've seen stranger things happen. City yeah. got hit with their own investigation for something they did three years prior, and it was like random. Yeah, so, well, it, yeah, they. I think it it goes, it gets investigated afterwards. It's not it's not year by year. It's not immediate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the secondly, and this is kind of more. You might be a little more on the um, on the know about this, or it, it might be a little more close to home to you. Is the idea that that oil clubs, so quote unquote oil clubs, um, more referencing uh, PSG and Manchester City and and uh, Chelsea. A lot of people don't associate oil with Russia, but it's not only an Arab thing. Okay, I have to say. So. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so, and that that was going to be one of my points in this question is a lot of people associate that you know with them ruining football. What's your uh, a shitty ass goal? Whatever. What's your uh, opinion Hell on that? Filthy. Um, no, I, I think um, it doesn't. It, it shouldn't make a difference, and and clubs should be uh, thankful that these clubs exist because we've given a lot of clubs food to eat. <laughs> Straight up, because uh, you know when we when we're getting quoted for Danny Ings, it's fifty mil, but uh, when Villa buys them, it's thirty mil. There's there's always gonna be clear scalping of these big clubs because. Other clubs know they can afford it. So if, if you're that against them, then don't ask for that much money either, you know? And don't offer so little when buying our players. That is my point as, as an oil-backed club. It doesn't matter if you make your, your, I think, your club's funding from oil, from silicon, from rock, from sheet metal. It's still money at the end of the day. And other people have gotten into positions of power doing grimier things than, than the, the oil petrodollar. That, that is quite inflated in, in the middle east i get that you know these guys have more money to play with than a lot of teams and i i could understand why people would be jealous of that and and hateful towards that but it's the reality man and at one point other clubs historic clubs had that level of pumping into their club maybe not from oil from other maybe like monarchies or whatever the case is so it's it's hypocritical for people to hate on that and um I hope that, you know, that kind of uh, stigma kind of gets erased, man. It's one of the cheapest jokes you see in, in a Reddit stream, in a Twitter comment, on YouTube. It's like, oh, they're just an oil club. That's why, you know, they, you know their, their history started in 2008. Brother, they had won a Premier League before that. You know, they had, they had been playing since the 1800s, but you just make yourself look like 
like a straight bell. When you when you judge a club for how their funding is made, I think when you compare PSG and Manchester City in terms of uh, their current success and their current relevance, I think it's it's fair to say that because they got those cash injections in the last in the last ten twelve years, give or take, both teams, yeah, they, their their success can be attributed to that. Um, Surely, but there's there's no denying that. Yeah, um, but PSG is a club that was founded in 1970. PSG was a club that that even within their recent history has, has, uh, I think they've only won like five leagues, right? Like last ten years or so, something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, up until they got that money, they they were actually about to be uh, relegated in France, if I'm not right. mistaken. Um, they f- football wasn't as huge in in France as it is in England. Um, they don't have European history, I don't think. Not PSG, no, not, not PSG. PSG. Doesn't. Okay, I, they might have a Europa League, maybe if I, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I even doubt that. Uh, yeah, I even I, I I highly doubt that. But we we can always check that. <laughs> Either way, um, Manchester City does have history. Manchester City does have league titles. They yeah. don't have European success. Um, so they're not they're not necessarily following the same thing because City have always had a big following. They're one of they're one of the more well followed clubs in the world, even before the cash injection. Yeah, and that's where the comparison start is is the is the money in the last ten twelve years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, coming from a place of criticizing uh, plastic fans and all that, of course there's of course there's fans that that gravitated towards Manchester City because they were successful. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that there wasn't already a ton of fans f- before that. It's kind of like Leeds now. It's like, oh, you just fought like Leeds because they're no, they're one of the biggest clubs in England. Yeah, support support yeah, wise. So support wise, yes, in the world. Yeah. Um. It's well, it's a major city in England. Like people, people think it's just a town. It's actually like a major city. It's the size of Manchester, so it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, here's the thing though, like people often allude to the the past decade and how, the way that PSG and City have spent. There are other clubs that didn't get funded by the petrodollar that have spent almost as much maybe it's just less you know teams like united real madrid barcelona nowhere near the same vitriol and they've been doing it for decades decades going back into you know the 70s 80s and each each team has their own individual case and unique but my point being that you know why would you be more pissed at a club who's only done it for 10 years as opposed to a club that's done it for 30 and and sure they've gotten their profits off of you know actual legit profit like jersey sales ticket sales prize money awards well you know psg and city are doing that now but to 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 head start that they needed money and we're you know a good team isn't going to get good players paying one mil two mil three quid for a player that's just not otherwise sheffield would be an amazing powerhouse right now there's gonna have to be money so when people say that it's like oh well city and psg are only good because of money the the one thing is the one thing is is uh city city started off spending money like crazy when they got the cash injection from uh uh the united emirates yeah it was it was not so crazy as people make it out to be because it was it was just very like we were going after like groups of players but yeah people like we never broke any transfer record up right, until but, up until this year actually right but um and i you know i find that to be a little irrelevant but 
I get your point. No, it's 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 relevant because we're talking I, money, you know, and yeah. we're talking about who's has yeah, spent the most. Yeah, but when you buy like three or four players at a time for you know 30 40 50 each you know it adds up in yeah. one transfer window what i'm saying is like they and we also sell like, players to to they, make up for it they um they bought like you said groups of players and and that adds up and, and that does that does turn heads and they don't do it every season i want to say as well cuz people say that like if if it happens every season you know it's like, you know, it, it happens from time to time, but when there are outgoing players, you have to sign in in batches, you know? So I think, yeah. and, and we're not the only club that does that. You know, a lot of teams do that. They just sometimes don't get, they don't have to pay as much because people don't perceive them to have a deep wallet. And that's where that, that whole thing goes into it as well. Okay, so when they got that money, it was a lot of like spending and spending and there was relative success. I mean, there was almost immediate, right? With with Aguero, was it two thousand thirteen yeah. or eleven? Uh, two thousand twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Okay, in between. And then you could see kind of results, but there was still a little bit more of that sort of splurging on more or less not that great players like Mangala or Kolarov and Kolarov was top. But there's he was certain cool. players he was cool that for were, a couple seasons. And no, he he's he has history there, but. I can tell you there was plenty of flops, but any club has them, you know. And any club, any club. No spends, one's batting a thousand. No, no, of course not. Yeah, and yeah. And, and you know, City aren't the only club that spend fifty mil and and the player flops. But so, so here's my point: is that yeah, City. After maybe like the first six, six or seven years, started retooling the way that they would spend money. They they would, they would get players that the manager was trying to mold the team into yeah and yeah and psg's way of spending money was just keep spending money like we're gonna get player x player y player z and they're gonna fit on the team no matter what and if the manager doesn't care okay so we'll get somebody else we'll get emery okay that didn't work out we'll get Tuchel. okay that didn't work out we're gonna get poach and if poach doesn't work out with messi we'll get you know the next guy we'll get fucking uh we'll throw in ancelotti at one point and then we'll throw in zidane if he's you know if if he's up for if it's you know, price, well, whatever price he's at, you know, and, and that's that's the difference between those clubs. And I think that that's why the right now the vitriol is a little more directed towards PSG is because they're able to afford everything. And it's like, you guys can't fucking like this isn't like the, there's no risk for you guys because that money's unlimited. Yeah, it's unlimited right with now. rules, with rules, though, you know, with there are there are rules that they have to abide by. But, um, you know, going back to the point that you were making uh, in terms of City and their transfer policy, it, it truly only got better once Guardiola got here because his relationship with Chiki, it, it's, it's seamless, him and Soriano and, and Caldun. But they don't overpay for players as much anymore. And, and if, a, if, player, if a player is deemed too high, Guardiola will cut it. And he'll be like, fuck it, I'll go for a more inexperienced guy. But he has an idea for his role in the team. And like you said before, it was just more like, oh, shit, like De Bruyne is the hottest kid right now in, in Germany. Let's go after him. Click. And that happened to work. At, at to cart. Yeah, check out. And the rest was history. He's yeah. going to be arguably our best player ever. Um, well, probably only in contention with Aguero and Silva, but when it's all said and done, I think he probably will be our best ever. Um, but I mean, yeah, some some transfers work, others don't. Mangala, Boney, to name a few, were terrible signings, um, you know, and, and a few others. But 
Um, yeah, man. I, I'll, I'll always kind of have a chuckle at it, but at times it, it does get annoying because no matter what success City do achieve, it'll be like, yeah, but they had to spend $9 billion for it. And if they don't do it, it'd be like, ah, ha, they spent $9 billion in loss. So no matter what they do, we're going to, I mean, City fans the, are going to always hear a, it. It's an easy, uh, it's an easy target. Yeah, yeah de- definitely. And, but you know why it annoys City fans? It's just the fact that other clubs are spending just as much some years, but nobody has that energy towards them. So it's it's a bit unfair, and I think that's why I, you know. And to that to that point, I think it's because yes, those teams more or less operate. I mean, we're talking about owners that are billionaires on all these big teams, right? Yeah. So you know, the risk versus reward, more or less between 100 to 200 million, isn't isn't as high as as it sounds yeah. to us normal folk. You know, 100, 200 million, we'll probably never see that in our lives. Um, we most likely will never see that in our lives. So um, when you kind of stack those guys against the, the, I guess, the oil merchants or even someone like Roman Abramovich, who's got that Russian oligarch blood money. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and, those, and it's all and directed to towards the petrol industry. That guy, is, that guy's worth like what two hundred billion or something like that. Yeah, something that we know stupid, of. something obscene. And then the the oil guys are probably trillionaires. He's a yeah, and he's an oil guy too. To, okay, to be fair. yeah, he's a KGB guy. He's the guy's got blood on his hands for sure. <laughs> you know, and man, I'm, I'm probably gonna get murdered after this. Yeah, part. I but I think he's done great work for Chelsea and. <laughs> He's brought a lot of great talent to Blink twice if, if you're ah, hostage. Shit. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, um, so so those guys are more or less operating with no risk, which is which is um, when you're looking at someone like I guess Manchester United, those guys aren't working with no risk, but maybe minimal risk to their pocket. Yeah, yeah. So if we're gonna be a little more realistic about it PSG and City can afford to lose it. Well, their owners of, can, but the club can't because right. they still have you know financial margins to meet. You know, mm-hmm. they can they they'll only be able to spend so much. But at the end of the day, we're allowed to spend relatively the same as as Madrid or Barcelona or United or whatever or the market dictates. Yeah, exactly. And and and, and in fact, the, like I said, like players get upcharged when it comes to City, and it's not a big deal, but it should be though. You know, it's it's. It's not going to affect the owner's pocket so much, but in terms of like uh, transfer revenue and, and net profit and what we can spend based on the prices we're charged and based on what we sell players for, ah, it's it can get a, a little tricky, you know. It would be nice if there was a like a like an actual value, like a locked value, like a locked value, like a, like your, your bids must start here, you know. Yeah, like a like a quantifiable value that a player can hold. Yeah, and I wish they would do more buyout clauses in England. I think that would be a a big solve to that problem. But there would have to be a limit on what that buyout clause is, you know, because then you get cases like Isco, right? What what was his buyout clause? Like five hundred thou? Oh no, Asensio. Asensio, five hundred million. Five hundred million. It's like, bro, it's never gonna happen. To me, that what that basically <laughs> is saying is, okay, you gotta you gotta start off with a crazy bid for us to get to for us to have your attention. Right now, uh, <laughs> right now, Madrid is lucky if Asensio is worth fifty. <laughs> I'm being honest, man. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. He's I like him, but his injury really backtracked him. But I mean, yeah. man, yeah, that's that's just crazy to think five hundred mil, man. 
Imagine whoever would afford that and how much shit would be talked. To me, to me, that's like fuck off money. Like don't <laughs> don't talk to me about him. We're not gonna like let not him go. Not for sale. We're not gonna let him go. If, once he's in his last year, maybe we'll talk to you. But we're we're not listening to offers right now. And it turns out that Asensio didn't turn out to be that player, which breaks my heart. But you know, it is what it is. And like you said, I think uh, I think England does would benefit from having that. Um, Spain requires it for their players. Yeah. Uh, England or some team should start implementing that. If you're going to tell me that... That that Bernardo's worth 30 mil? Mm-hmm. Well, no. You must pay at least 70. Maybe he's not worth that. Okay, we'll listen to 60. Fuck it. And I think he's worth that. Yeah. Well, he's, going sure to, think- he's probably going to Madrid within the coming days. I would love Romano. that. I would love that. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> se queda. If we saw uh, Odegaard. Odegaard. Uh, just put a little more change towards uh, Bernardo and uh, I don't know. No, I'm he's, not Florentino. He's a, he's a hell of a player, yeah. But anyway, um, moving on from that, um, let's, see, uh, let's see what else we got here. Um... Well, I kind of touched on this a little bit. We, it was more or less confirmed last time we spoke, but Grealish officially on Thursday became a Manchester City player, and he was given the number 10. Um, I don't, we haven't really had a chance to talk about it because Messi's just overshadowed everything for the last week, uh, rightfully so. Um, but uh, I, I, guess, I guess just to further expand on that, how do you feel about Grealish being an official city player and getting the number 10 i'm absolutely buzzing like um yeah man it's it's a great transfer something that i actually wanted right i thought it is a lot of money um but i think that's that's what players are going for now you know um he's a uh, well he's the first yeah a, f- a few more within england a few more million of english descent yeah a, f- a few more million than than pogba and you know players of that like and i think that's where the, the game's going but i think uh, going forward the fact that he can at least that at the very least play another eight seasons with us if everything were to go well i think it's a wise investment and um he's so skillful he's one of england's hottest prospects maybe not even a prospect anymore you can say like an actual proven commodity baller. yeah and he's marketable he's he's our most marketable when you player say, we've when ever you say had. marketable you're calling him handsome aren't you yeah yeah let's be honest i mean the guy can be on gq as soon as he gets out of bed um much like myself but that's besides the point uh nah just kidding but uh you know yeah he's he's super marketable man uh he's really the heartthrob of england i mean there unless we forget there was a united fan who was a girl at one of the england games there's a lady a grown-ass woman yeah and it was a united (laughs) shirt with mrs Grealish 69 69. (laughs) i'm not sure what that means but it must mean something good right uh yeah i'll Tell you off the record, man. Ah, sheesh. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. I, I'm, I wrote that, you know. I'm so happy, man. I'm so happy, and I, I'm. I was when when the signing happened. It was just a good day from for the rest of the day for me. I can't wait to see him play. He's gonna feature more right now because Foden's out. So is KDB. So right now is his time to make an impression, and I, I think he's gonna fall right into into place like a proper jigsaw puzzle. You know, he's got that game, man. He's he just makes shit happen. I was watching highlights of him in, like, games when he was a Villa coming up in the last three, four years. And he's just got – he's got that that shit 
Yeah, like he knows when to back heel. You know a what pass they call that? Like, you know what they call that in a? I think it's like a South American thing. They call it la pausa. La pausa. See, he's just got like that kind of gravity towards him. He that that he, ability to change tempo. He, he makes you react without doing anything, and he has just that that calmness to to change direction, to control the tempo, yeah. to to make make things operate around him, and. Uh, Ah man, he's he's gonna be scary with with um, with Manchester City. The only thing I don't, I hope that Pep doesn't do is overcoach him. Yeah. And to kind of remove that spark from him because that individuality. Yeah. Because uh, he, he does hate he hates when when players dribble a little too much and shit. Yeah. And t- Grealish does tend to hold on a little too long sometimes. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah, and that was Mars's problem too for for a while. But I think there's there's a good middle ground. There's a good can middle reach. ground. And I I think it, once he's like really accustomed to what Pep wants to do and where his position might end up being, I think we'll see his best uh, product yield. You know, and right now, like I said, is his best chance to make an impression. And, and I, I think and I don't want Grealish to be defined or his success to be defined by goals or assists. But I don't think he's that kind of player necessarily every time. Not always, but he he's def- he's, I think he's, he's definitely going to have his He's loops. got that. He's got that in his game. But, but we got to realize that those aren't the only measurements that we can consider a player's greatness towards. And I know we've been spoiled with that with Ronaldo and Messi in the last 15 years. Right, right. Um, but, uh, man, Manchester City got a guy. Maybe... Maybe not 100% necessary, or maybe they knew that Bernardo was on his way out. Maybe, yeah. And he, I think that he, is he the slots case. in. And yeah. that's that's probably it when all when you consider everything. Yeah. Because they knew that Bernardo was on his way out or getting kind of tired of it. Kind of preparing for De Bruyne to slow down as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's not getting any younger. Fuck. And um, Gundogan as well. He's Gundogan. not good. He's not getting younger. They're both, uh, I think, past 30 now. So, uh, fucking Grealish is one that you hold on to for a good, like you said, eight years or so. Maybe longer. Maybe longer, but... If he's able to, to change his game. Because yeah. he, he is one of those players like Neymar that's that his game is demanding a lot of attention, a lot of gravity, and that leads to tackles and kicks yeah. and, you know, ankle, ankle breakers. And, well, like Neymar, he also enjoys a... A good party, a good nightclub venue, uh, some proper drinks, uh, <laughs> you know, gallivants with uh, the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, any young man can only aspire to be that. But oh, yeah. you, you're going to imagine that Pep is going to try to, you know, good shave thing away Manchester's boring. Manchester, for the most part, can be boring. Although, you know, it's it's a bit popping these days with well, guys Kyle like... Kyle Walker might know a little thing or two, right? Yeah, Kyle Walker, Phil Foden, Mason Greenwood, Juan Basaka... You know, just uh, a few hours away, you got Trent, you know. So, I mean, yeah, these guys know how to have a ball. But hopefully he can, you know, really, you know, take this his game serious because these are the most important years of his career yeah. for if, if we're just talking about himself as a player. so You know what's funny is yeah. uh, someone on Reddit said it, it, it's hilarious how Aston Villa fans suddenly remember that, that uh, Jack Grealish has a uh, murky history with drunk driving. Yeah, for uh, <laughs> And he's like, it's sour grapes, you know. You, you got you got paid handsomely for it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe more than he's worth. Who knows? Very much so, I think. Yeah. I uh, mean, uh, maybe not more than he's worth, but like, 
you more, know, more than enough paid. for you to be satisfied. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Like, really, they sh- they could have been happy with eighty quid, or I mean, like ninety. Even. No, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's totally fine. Yeah. Which kind of uh, is a segue. Uh, so Aston Villa, leading up to that move, they were signing a lot of players. They were making really yeah. good moves. Leon Bailey, Danny Leon Ings. Bailey, Danny Ings, and uh, who was the third one? Yeah, there was a third one. I'm forgetting Fuck. right now. We, we should be prepared with this. But anyway, and it was kind of uh, the writing was on the wall. It was like, okay, they're, they're splurging cash. Yeah. They're a mid to oh. lower tier. T- yeah, Emia Buendia. Buendia. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. From Norwich. What a player. What yeah, a fucking so, player. Yeah, yeah, and he's kind of creative in that, like uh, like Jack Grealish. He's a perfect, yeah, Jack Grealish replacement for um, the money they got him at, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, Aston Villa was making moves kind of quietly, and it was basically in anticipation of him leaving, um, which kind of leads me to the question is, do you think a lot of teams are doing this? Like Tottenham, they've been making, they've had a really good window. And more recently, they've been connected to Lautaro Martinez, which, yeah. in my opinion, is leading, getting closer and closer. Yeah. Especially with Inter's moves uh, and Lukaku. <sighs> well, I would hope he would come to City. Fucking hell. But yeah. yeah. Probably not going to happen. Probably not, because they got their eyes set on somebody else. If uh, it's a domino thing, if Spurs get Lautaro. Then we'll know. Then or we'll if know City get sure. Lautaro, then we'll know that Kane's staying, probably. Yeah. So if City sign a striker that's not Kane, we know we know that he's staying. Yeah. But but um, Tottenham's been signing has a really good transfer window. Um, they've shored up their defense a little bit. You know they've been taking care of uh, their midfield a little bit, and they're connected to Lautaro. So are are we seeing like a a kind of a Domino effect going on here? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, uh, I don't know uh, if you... Levy is notoriously cheap. No, he is. He is. So for him to splurge this much on a transfer window can only mean... Well, he, it can mean one one of two things. But yeah. I'll let you finish what you're about to say. No, oh, no, I was going to uh, just touch on the domino effect. But there are a lot of players moving. So, yeah, it does lead the imagination. But for me, I, I would prefer for him to stay, truthfully. I think if you're paying Spurs $160 million, for one player, that's I don't care. I mean, there's only like one or two players that are worth that, in my opinion. Like Neymar, Mbappe, like that level. Kane for me is is like 120, 140 max, and the price that they're quoting, I don't think it's it's you know realistic, man. Like that's we already spent 100 mil on one player. We did sell a few. We made up about 40 or 50 mil. So. Or sorry, sixty mil. So we've in essence paid only forty mil for Grealish, even though we paid a hundred. So I mean, there is some money, but man, I I think the best case is for Kane to stay, City to go for another smaller time striker, and and just keep it pushing from there, you know. Because in the end, so from a Spurs perspective, you sign all these players and you still have Kane, like that's a, a better team than it was last year, and with a new manager, you know, I think. I think Spurs are in good shape if they keep Kane. They don't need our money. They they've already signed a good cast, you know. Do did they make these moves in anticipation or to convince him? I think uh, that that's more my train of thought is that they they did that to persuade him to stay, and they're gonna try to get him bought into uh, Nuno system. They they might even point to Raul Jimenez and the success that he had with Nuno be like hey man like you can work with this guy there's some kind of blueprint that we're working on just stay with us and trust us for one more season you know 
And if we do well, then we can maybe talk about extensions again. But what about Manchester City going for Jimenez? Oh man, I would love to if he was if he didn't miss the season, it wouldn't be a bad option. A guy that can go toe to toe with Jesus probably has a better nose for goal right now. I mean, not now, now. I mean, now it's like we don't know what kind of player we're going to get. Although he's looked pretty bright in preseason, but I think Jimenez at this point in his career, it wouldn't be the best uh, case for City to go for. Um, but, you know, yeah, somebody that level. Danny Ings is a guy that I regard around the same level. Uh, DCL, you know. A guy that's not going to cost more than 60 mil is, is, is the ticket for me. Why is the price a big sticking point for you? Uh, I think it's just a, a net profit thing, a net spend thing. Like I said, man, people talk so much shit about City and Chelsea are, are about to spend 120 mil on Lukaku, which is wild. But like people will be like, "Oh, City spent 260 in the transfer window this year." It's like, okay, you know, I we already spent 100, spent a, a 160, and I'll feel better, you know. And and then if we want to talk net spend, and we'll probably sell Bernardo by then. We'll be looking good. I don't want to be the city, uh, the team that's only being alluded to because of the money they spend. That's that's kind but of my thing. you will thing. no matter what. You know that, right? No, I mean... For the next, uh, let's say, another 10 years. But if we toned it down, which really, before this Grealish thing, we had toned it down for a good a good minute. We weren't really spending like that. Now it's like, fuck, back to square well, one. Well, you got Nathaniel Ake and, and uh, Ruben Diaz in the same window. Yeah, yeah, but that w- that's like that's on two players. It's not nearly as much as we'd spend this window, you know, if we got, if right. we got Kane. Right, but but that's still a hefty amount for and two players. We, yeah, but we did lose Otamendi. We lost players as well. We sold players as well. So we there was vacancies that needed to be filled. And like I said, the city tax, it's always going to look like a lot. And it was a lot. But I'll tell you what, Ruben Diaz was worth every penny. In fact, we really got him on a steal, if we want to be honest. Um, and then Ake, I I don't have many too good things to say about him. But he's a rotation guy, you know. I don't see what I can expect from a guy who got, who came from a team that got relegated, you know. I mean, it'd be foolish to think that he was going to change the team in any way. I mean, that's valid if he was like 20 mil. Yeah, yeah. I don't. How much was he? I, I don't remember. I think fifty. Yeah, so fifty mil, which is quite common when like Harry Maguire is going for eighty mil. So he's like worth half of Maguire, a little bit more than that. Seems about right. I mean, you know, every team is doing that. Chelsea spent two hundred mil last year. We spent half of that, you know. So, and this this season they're still not spending this. So it's crazy. Um. So we're gonna be referred to as the only money team, though. I I promise. Yeah, but. Again, why? Why is? Why? Okay, so you're gonna. Oh, going back to the Harry Kane question, it's not my money, but I I think it's just it sets a bad precedent if we're spending, two hundred sixty on on players that play for are the best players at their respective clubs. But you'll be set uh, for the next maybe. You won't need a revamp for another two three seasons. Yeah, you could patch up maybe Gundogan who might be on his way out in the next season or two. Um, yeah, we don't and know. And then if De Bruyne slows down to a point where it's not feasible to keep him and take what you can get for him. Yeah. Um but uh, other than that, you won't be you won't be need, needing anybody that badly. And we don't really need somebody that badly now. We're Premier mm-hmm. League champs as it stands and yep. and we've been winning uh consistently different trophies. Obviously, we haven't won the the the, the most coveted one, but We've been right at the doorstep, so I don't think Kane is the is the solvent. You know, he's not going to solve the problems. I think he would be a great addition, obviously, but man, it's not worth one sixty. It's it's not going to get us to that promised land that people. So swear. the one sixty to you is a reputation, excuse me, a reputation thing rather than a 
It's a reputation, and it's also too much money, dude. He's not worth 160, bro. He's barely worth 120 in my eyes. But, you know, he's not... I, I'm in agreement of that. I, I, I do think that... That's, that's insane, man. I that, do think that... that Okay, I, you, you can understand that he just signed a deal uh, last year or two years ago for six years, which is a stupid-ass move for anybody. Yeah. Um, but, you know, is the... A buying team should be like, okay, I don't care how long you have them for. This guy is in no way worth 160. And that's where we're at right now. And I think that's why no deal has happened. But, like, let me put the shoes on your foot. Even though your team doesn't need a nine, would you feel comfortable with your club playing think, 160 think, for, uh, for Kane? Well, no, 160. Not Kane. Not Kane no. that's, and that's how but I he feel. Wouldn't, I, they wouldn't sell him for 160 to Madrid. Oh, no, they probably wouldn't, bro. Madrid doesn't even want him, though. No, no. That's the thing. At some points they did in the past, but now... And yeah, especially and I, was, after seeing, and I was against it too. And also like an just idiot. seeing the price now, it's like fuck, man. Like you're tripping on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. No. It's it's 100 because we had Navas, and we were still looking at uh, um, De Gea for I think 50 or 60. I think even 70. Yeah. I'm like, you're not gonna tell me that De Gea is a 70 million dollar improvement over uh, Kaylor Navas. Yeah, that's the thing. Another but, thing but, too. Okay, oh, go ahead. Go, I was going to say, I'd prefer for us to, to start fishing more in our academy. We've seen some of the youngsters get a go this preseason. They've been top. I want to see more Phil Foden's. I think Liam Delap has a chance to become that guy eventually. Um, How old is Delap? I want to see. Oh, he's like 18, 19. 19 oh, he's, 19. he's young right now. But, I mean, the, the, the point being that I don't think we need to spend shell out that kind of money anymore. We have one of the best academies in England, so... Might as well put it to good use, and you know, obviously they are selling players for five mil here, ten mil there. That I helps. think if it was undeniable, he would be a, like he would have a more of a part. So I think they they still wanted to see what he's got. Well, he is going to go on loan, yeah, to Stoke yeah. City. But the thing is, um, you know, is to spend one sixty on a player versus using one of your own. I think that's just a more valuable route to go down. But, you know, why not just go for somebody of lesser value? That's kind of, that's my thought process. Yeah, well, like Lautaro, for example. Yeah, he's half the example. price, maybe, you know? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't a club? And, I, and I've always that? felt that he's better for that system. But for some reason, City really want Kane. Well, they see something that we don't, apparently. No, the reports are that, but City are not going to spend 160 on them. And it's just Tottenham being hard to get, you know? City would have, City would have probably paid 120 mil for him yesterday if he was made available at that price. But, they're not doing it, so that's why it hasn't happened. How would you feel if it was 120? I'd I'd be cool with it, you know. Would I mean? I'm not I'm not as excited as a Jack Grealish deal. No, nowhere near it. But you know, it's as it stands. I find Jack Grealish to be more surplus than Kane would be. Yeah, for sure, because we need a nine. But I, like I said, from just from a likability perspective, I, I like Jack Grealish more, for various reasons. You know, play style, uh, the fact that we're not getting him from a top six club. You know. I, I don't like buying off top six clubs in my own league. It doesn't feel right. That's another reason, if you want to add it to the reasons why Henry is against Kane. Because that's another reason, by the way. Hmm. Uh, Villa is, is a different uh, scenario, really. It's kind of like when we went for Mares, even. Um, you know, because when we got Mares, uh, Liverpool, I mean, sorry, Liverpool, Leicester were like a fifth seed, sixth seed, anyways. So, I mean, they weren't like a title contending team anymore. They They did get fortunate that one year maybe fortunate isn't the right word well he was the main reason yeah it, but you know with with a lot of other great players he was a champ Kante Vardy 
you know, there, there was a lot of key components there. Mares, Conte, Barty. Hey, fair enough. I don't agree with that, but I mean, I, f- I feel like they each kind of played their own their own role. It's kind of hard to rank one over the other. Um, Mares, Conte, Schmeichel, Barty. Fair no, enough. Mares, Conte, Schmeichel, Raineri, Vardy. There you go. That's that's the that's a golden boot winner, brother. That's a guy that has the record for most consecutive goals in Premier League. But games? I'm supposed to no 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 Vardy. Yeah, mo- most consecutive games, and that's and and a- he's also has scoring golden boots to, to to show for it. You know, so I mean he's nice. He's nice. You can't undermine he, him. He like, was. Uh, he's a pace merchant. He's clinical too, though. That's that's the scary part. Like Penardi. If if his name was uh, Jaime Vargas, oh, you'd you'd love him though, right? <laughs> Fuck. Well, when we get a Jaime Vargas that, that's allowed to play enough, then yeah. Whoa. Yeah. No, but I mean, yeah. You know, I, I'm not a fan of it. But if it happens, it happens. You know, I'll have to support. I, I'm sure you guys will get over it once he gets his first hat trick. Makes me sick, just a thought. But I mean, yeah, we'll have to support. You know, he's a player on the team. What place was uh, Spurs in last season, by the way? Seventh, right? Okay, not a top six club. Hmm. Oh, historically, historically, historically. If we were to get an average of their placement on the table in the last six years, they're a top six club. Si- oh, six years? Or we that's could do four. We could. Do, we could even do three. I'm pretty sure. I mean, sure. Arbit- that's arbitrary. Yeah, I mean, if, I thought you meant in the history. They just had a manager sacked. It's hard to to judge them on on that season, you know, because Mourinho didn't do a great job. They finished off with a bad manager, not a bad manager, a placeholder manager. So it's a tough season to to judge them on. But overall, that's a team that was in the Champions League final two seasons ago. So. You know, we have to put some merit on that team. They're not on the level of Villa, is what I'm trying to say. You know, Villa's a team that's trying to aspire to make it to Europe one day. And they're looking like it this season. Damn near. Um, so, moving on from the Grealish-Kane news, um, it looks like Chelsea's wrapping up Lukaku. Yeah. Uh, Lukaku. I don't think he's, he's 100. The Inter was wild. They're now asking for 140. Uh, well, if Kane's worth 160, he's got to be worth 140. Well, but if Kane is worth 120, I think he's worth 100. Well, okay, so real value, what would he be at? 115. Real value? Lukaku. Pounds or dollars or euros? Uh, pounds, preferably, as, as it's what, you know, what is used in England. 115 yeah i feel like that's a fair price 115 they're paying 120 for him <sighs> i just don't see it oh no uh, if i want to be fair maybe 90 which is what united paid for him well, which we gotta was take an overvaluation we got to take back into then. account inflation then. right no back then it was yeah. way too much and today i i would say that's about fair mm. i think I think when you're seeing the comparison of what the buyout clause for Holland is, and what Tottenham are, are asking for Lukaku, I don't know. It's not a bad shout, you know. Proven league winner, Golden Boot, or almost Golden Boot getter, most goals and assists in the league. I mean, he's a, he's a top player, man. Clinical, sure. Had a good and Euros. Ninety million is 
the price for a top player. Uh, Not everybody's worth 90. And see, and that's the crazy part. Harry Kane is being quoted for almost twice. So you, you could see my problem there. Um, well, Harry Kane's true value is probably... 120, 130? 100, 110 if I'm being generous. Oh, well that, that's for real. But the English, yeah. also the the fact that he's English. English tax, Manchester City tax. tax 120. Uh, for whatever reason, we got to care how much time he's got left on his contract. Tax. Like, you know, like I think that bothers me more than it should is like, oh, well, we signed him for for five years and he's only in his second year. It's like, okay, I'm like, I don't care. I want him now. So whatever, uh, however long you want. But that's like when like, customers are like, well, your your website says it ships in three to four days. <laughs> See, you know, you can't force it. Like, I don't care. Uh, like, that's what it is. That this shit. is what I have now. Uh, so do you want it or not? You're like, I already paid you. You took my money. He clearly and doesn't want to be there. So well, like, we don't let, know let's, that. Let, let's. We well, gotta he, hear from him first. Yeah. I, I wish more players said that. It's like, okay, I fucked up. I don't want to be here. Like, I was given, I was given assurances. I want him to have a press conference. I was given assurances that if I wasn't happy, that I can leave. And I'm not happy right now. Levy's holding me hostage. I signed six years because that paycheck was good. Our punch had fallen off. Yeah. And I want out. Manchester City, please. No, no. Listen, Harry. London's a much better city than <laughs> Manchester. Stay your ass home, please. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Puts his head down. No, and like walks on some away. tight, bro. Oh shit! Like I said, I'll probably stop supporting City, but it's I, I'm confident For it won't King? happen. Yeah, it's the LeBron effect, man. Nothing what? personal. Don't worry, I'd become like a Bristol Rovers fan or something. Nah, I'm clowning. Yeah, I'm clowning. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I have it too much have to be in, Super League. I have too much invested into the club. I have a .05% stake in them, and it's grown consistently. By the way. We'll yeah. talk about that on the financial pod. That's a that's a qu- quite the portfolio you got there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you even got the the sky blue uh, engine start. <laughs> that that I do. Next, uh, we're just gonna add a city badge in the back, and uh, yeah, top bins. Uh, so yeah, Chelsea uh, getting Lukaku, looking like the scariest team in the world. Let's be honest. Getting Super there. Cup champs. Super Cup champs. So you want to talk about that? Uh, sure. Briefly. I can't stand them a lot, but yeah. Yeah, I' not a big fan of Chelsea. Uh, today they played against uh, Villarreal, who are the Europa League champs. Fuck off, Chelsea! Which uh, fuck off, Chelsea has them playing the uh, the Super League, the Euro European European Super League, and uh, it was a good match. Yeah, very Villarreal, good match, man. You won our hearts, but just not enough and a lot of people that try to be super righteous will claim that that was karma for Villarreal for breaking Fofana's leg or whatever because Villarreal as a whole broke his leg right yeah that was their game like the entirety of Villarreal yeah a a town of like 40,000 people yeah like yeah like Leicester uh, they they drew up a blueprint to specifically target your player in the 43rd minute and break his tibula yeah exactly that fuck off um Man, Villarreal played a brave game, and they almost had it. They were the better team for a lot of portions of the yeah, game. Yeah, the second half was all theirs. Uh, Gerard Moreno, what what an, a link-up play to get the their their equalizer. Great I finish, mean, great play. Yeah. Good hold-up by uh, 
Who's who's the guy that fed him? Estupiñan. Man, good hold up, nice little back flick. El Ecuatoriano. And far post. Easy as you like. Good power. Man. Shit. That that one inspired me to play Pro Clips tonight. Did it? Yeah. It got me proper bricked, I'll tell you what. Oh man. Almost as much as Gerard Moreno's penalty as well, man. Oof. That penalty, uh, just to tell you guys, 1-1, one, one, full time, extra time, no difference. Gerard Moreno steps up for the first PK, smooth as you like, you know, inside of the part, inside part of the foot, and then Matador swipes. Ah, he's he's becoming my new Carlos Soled, bro. Um, but yeah, that I was. I love playing with Villarreal on FIFA, by the way. That's a fun. That team. might be the move. That's a fun team. Yeah, seasons, co-op seasons. seasons. Yeah. Woo! Um, but man, uh, credit to Villarreal, they did their thing. They they really should have should have equalized, but that's football. They go to penalties and Chelsea, man, knockdown. You know they they were sharp at every position. Havertz was the only guy to miss. He missed the first let's, one. Uh, well, let's not let it go. Notice that uh, right before the end of uh, extra time, uh, Tuchel uh, subbed on Kepa. Right, Kepa. Ar- uh, Aritha Balaga. Aritha Balaga. And uh, who's been you know the the butt of jokes for the last two years? Uh, redemption arc. Yeah, yeah. I've got to say. I'm quite happy for the lad. I always felt bad that people shot on him for, you know, maybe, maybe there was some pretty egregious errors there, but there w- there was there was some a little too much going on for my taste yeah. for the guy. Uh, but anyway, uh, two saves, two saves to uh, get uh, Chelsea the Super Cup. Yeah, yeah, he did his thing, man. I, I was questioning like. Well, I wasn't really questioning. I'm just like, it must be a shitty feeling to get subbed off for penalties, you know, as, as men, in Mendy's case. But it, it proved to be the right decision by, by Tuchel. And I guess Tuchel has that kind, of, uh, that kind of sauce where he puts out formations, puts out players, and does subs that make you scratch your head. But yeah. they end up working for him every fucking time. Can't stand the guy. Fucking hell. Yeah. He looks like he's a, a background actor in Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> the fucking prick. Yeah. Um... So leading up to that, uh, before we get into the league previews and uh, obviously our picks for the week, because we we got the locks. I'm absolutely picked up. Um, we'll take the questions that were asked to us. Oh shoot! Yeah. Uh, very Kevin heavy this time because uh, that's what he does. Ah, uh, yeah, he's a good friend, man. Former uh, former guest that we'll have on. I'm sure we'll have him on pretty soon because that's just that's just Kevin. But um, he uh, he asked, where does Kepa stand after the shootout? Uh, well. Does he go up a level or down a level? Obviously not down, right? No, no, no. He's, uh, I think he stays right where he's at. Uh, he's a great shot stopper. Um, I don't think that should dictate um, his positioning or the rotation. Because at the end of the day, Mendy had a good game. He did make some key saves. Maybe uh, Tuchel doesn't have the same confidence with him in penalty, in penalties for for height reasons as well. Kepa's a unit; he's a tall guy, lanky, and he did his thing, you know. Um, but I, I think he's gonna retain his spot there. I know he wants to start. That, that's the type of guy that wants to play every minute. But I mean, at, at a well, club like quality, Chelsea, I think I think he's definitely yeah, got but the quality. I, I think he doesn't have. With, I don't think he's better than Mendy. But the thing about Mendy is he's able to. Um, he's acrobatic. Well, not 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 even like from a goal, from a keeper perspective, he's able to to be more of a general. 
Yeah. Like a defensive general. He He's going to tell you where to be. El general. And, and, and Kepa is not that. Kepa is a pure goalkeeper. I think very much like De Gea and um, Oblak. Oh, they're, they're they're really just about goalkeeping and that's it. They're not they're not there to set up defenses. They're not, they're not there to 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 uh, give orders. And those are the two differences. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. Um. So yeah, I I I think uh I think he did earn himself a lot of a lot of credit. Brown nosing. Yeah, we get it. Brown nosing. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not going to be shat on anymore. Not by most people, but by me, yeah. I'll never forgive him for what he did to Mauricio Sarri. You know, real ones won't forget, bro. You don't disrespect them like that, man. Respect your elders. That did rub me the wrong way. Yeah, you got to respect your elders, bro. Yeah. Um, And he's always been kind of entitled, man. Um, But He's from Bilbao, man. He's from Bilbao. Those those kids are never told no. So, (laughs) you know. I mean, look at Laporte. He's a prick, too. Let's be honest. Well, he he, wants out because he's not getting enough playing time. He's not getting enough poo-tang. That PT, man. I get it, but there can only be 11 spots on the field. Sorry, bud. You're going to tell me you're better than Ruben Dias? You're going to tell me you're better than John Stones? Um, yeah. Ah, maybe John Stones. You agree with that. Yeah, I know that. Mm, Ah... I know you agree. They're damn near the same. And John Stones recently got an extension, by the way. But he had a great season, though. He had a great season, but City are going to pay for that. They are (laughs) going to be paying for that. And I think within a year or two, man, let's say two, three years, they're going to regret it. I swear. They're going to regret it, but they'll sell him. I hope so. And then he can be part of the uh, net spend for whoever you guys uh, bring back in. Yeah, hopefully it's... Uh, British. Hopefully he's English. Uh, I was going to say, I, I really wanted Pau Torres. Oh. What a player. Yeah. And hey, he put in a shift against Chelsea. I will he say. Did. He, he did. made it tough. That he did. That he did. Yeah. Um, Next question, though, huh? Uh, yeah, Kevin asked like 10 questions. We uh, appreciate not, that. Kevin, if you're listening, I'm not having it, bro. Uh, I'm sorry. You're fair where they're ass. You're supporting Chelsea. PSG. Real Madrid, or so you say. I don't consider you a Real Madrid fan. I got to say it. And then PSG now? Come on, son. What is it? What is it? Like well, uh, To ne- be fair. We're going to follow next week, son. He, he's allowed to have a team per country, per league. Is that the rule? Yeah, because I'm, I'm a Marseille fan, marginally. So I'm who's a, he following in Argentina? Who's uh, he following in, du- in the Dutch league? Who's he following in the Belgian league? Well, I need to know this, Kev. She, if she, we can answer to, we'll, that, I'll let you have we'll it. We'll find that out next time we have one. <laughs> He'll probably have proper answers, too. He's like, yeah. oh, no. Dude, I follow Ajax. Ajax. I follow uh, Gank. Gank, yeah. yeah. He's like, I, I got answers for you, bitch. I feel like he's a Juve fan because he probably likes Ronaldo. Probably. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll that's a successful club. Kevin, yeah. I need some answers, man. Yeah. But I'm not having it. I'm not I'm having, having it. that, son. Uh, oh, but thanks for your question. Yeah. Uh, and I'll let you read the next one. Oh, yeah. Where does... Tuchel stand with current managers. I think he's at the tip top right now. Upper echelon for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's with your uh, with your Klops and Guardiola's of the world. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah Sam I Allardyce. Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking hell. Sean Dyche. Oh, shit, man. Uh, fucking uh, Sam Paoli. <laughs> shit. Yeah, no. Uh, or for the American fans, are Greg Berhalter's. Oh, well, he's different gravy, isn't he? Yeah. He's different gravy. Different gravy. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, he's upper echelon for sure. There's no doubt about that. Can't deny that. Yeah. 
this um, dude. Next question. He also asked, is Tuchel smarter than Albert Einstein? I, that's why I said I'm not going to answer his questions. Uh, that's a good one, though. I would say um, I would say he, he would be, but his fashion sense for me is duds, so I can't give him that much yeah, credit. Yeah, Einstein was swaggy. Uh, I'd say Guardiola can teach him a class or two. <laughs> Same with Arteta and, and Scott Parker. Those, oh, are, well. those guys are... Yeah, those guys shop at Express. Yeah, they're di- the different level, but... Lastly, last question that we've received is uh, from our other part-time co-host and good friend, Ernie. Uh, He wants to hear both of our most unpopular footballing opinions. I'll let you start on this one. My most unpopular opinion is, I I wouldn't say most, and when I saw this question, like it was kind of on the spot. It was like right before we started the pod, so I didn't really have time to to think about it because I know I have a lot, but... I do think that South American players are extremely overrated. I think I think Ooh. South American players, just because of the fact that they're from Argentina or Brazil in particular, they get way too much love. Um, for example, uh, Paqueta. Lucas Paqueta. Lu- Lucas Paqueta. And he had a great Copa America. Though. He had a decent Copa America. He yeah. had a shitter of a fucking final. But he plays for Lyon. He's not just oh. a guy who fell into the lineup, I just got to say. But if he wasn't Brazilian, and here's my point, is because he's Brazilian, he got he got that nod. Um, now, I understand that Brazilians and Argentinians are more than eager to send their guys out because that's how they do. They just, if you're good, like Americans right now, if you show any kind of speckle of, of talent, they're shipping them off to Europe. Now, now well, in, in Italy... They're, com- they're coming no, begging for them, so they're a hot commodity in, right now. In, well, I don't know about begging for for, for two mil. But uh, Argentina and Brazil, those guys, if they can kick a ball, yeah, they're in Europe. And they're in Lyon. Uh, let's not forget about Everton. Let's not forget about uh, Angel Correa. Dybala, if he oh, was an Argentinian. Those guys are nice, though. If he was an Argentinian or something. Funet Mori. Uh, those guys, they they'd be in the like lower ranks of the teams. Dybala, if he was not Argentinian, would not be in Juventus right now. That's all I'm saying, Brazilians, we have there's so many players that aren't that great that still have spots in European clubs. Sometimes even top European clubs. Richarlabum. Richarlabum. Nah, he's nice. He's nice. He's I'm cool. Just he's cool. I'm not he's gonna deny. Nice. One one of the best Brazilian wingers at the moment. I have them on par with and, Luke. And, yeah, and that's my Mora. thing. And that's my thing. Lucas Mora? I have them on the same level. Not on accomplishments, just about yeah. who he is today. Yeah. On August. Yeah. August 2021. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Richardson. If they're on the same level, then they're not upper hey, half teams. He's, he's and a gold. Which Everton is not. That's a gold medalist. That's all I'm going to say. But last week you said I mean shit. It doesn't. Okay, but, so it doesn't mean shit now. Uh, but no, no. He shat on, on Pau Torres, scored a lot of key goals, played with a very talented team, and was the standout of the tournament. Let's He's a left honest. wing. Oh, Pau Torres is a left center back. They didn't even meet. Um, <sighs> Set pieces, bro. What I'm saying is Argentinians and Brazilians, and to even in a, a small extent Uruguayans, get mm. way more love. Strictly because of their nationality. That's all I'm saying. That's that's my unpopular opinion, and that's why uh, you disagree. Right, right. Because it's unpopular. It is. It is. But you know, I I just feel like that that kind of thing exists in every part of the world. To be fair, 
But I, I get what you're saying. I think uh, a lot of people do go to a lazy judgment and be like, fuck, he's Brazilian, you know? He Might as well keep good. him. Like, I don't know if you remember when Galaxy had uh, Juninho for the longest. And his name was, he wasn't the actual Juninho, but his, or no, or, or even Marcelo Sarvas. I don't know if you remember him. Mm-mm. Guy was, was not that good, but he stayed on the team for so many years because he's Brazilian. And this is MLS, so yeah, yeah, there does, there is some there, truth there, to there's that. There's some, yeah, there's a little bit of bias, confirmation bias with these players. But when you win five World Cups, you, you can afford that. Like Brazilians, for example. You're a country. Oh. You're not an academy. That's one, of the football, that's one of the football capitals of the world, brother. It is. And there are plenty of good Brazilians. But that, that Brazil team that, that was put out against Argentina, that Argentina team isn't that great. Uh, and that Brazil team was even less great. Uh, uh, Gabi Gold? That's the next oh. big thing for them. No, oh, well, that's yeah, their next big strike. They're very you de- tell me that guy's good. They're very depleted Shit, at nine, man. but in terms of defense, they're a they're lacking. I mean, Militao, Gabriel Magalish, you know, those are two top prospects in Europe. And, I mean, and then okay, Marquinhos, I'll give you that. Marquinhos, give you Marquinhos as well, and then their keepers are good. Alison Ederson. Mm-hmm. My only. My only problem is their fullbacks. They're, they're going to have fullbacks. to develop something there because... Renan Lodi? He's okay. He's not that okay. good. I don't like him as much. And I, he's in he's in Atletico because he's Brazilian. I guarantee you that. Uh, well, it's just when I see it... Well, and I say this because I watched Atleti- Atletico a lot, uh, last season. I, I mean, after how long I saw Juan Fran play, he taught a master class at that right back position. Well, I, he was more of a center back. No, well, he actually initially started as a right back for mm-hmm. most of his time at Atleti and then moved to center back because he lost his legs. But okay. that guy was a factor at right back. I mean, he was good. Yeah. I always wanted him to leave Atleti because I'm like, yo, this cat could play anywhere he wants. But, you know, he got comfortable. But, yeah, I mean, the in terms of Brazil, bullet. yeah, there is that bias. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that. And Argentinians, too. Yeah. Yeah. You but think Marco Zoho would have stayed in Manchester United that long if he wasn't Argentinian? You think he would have got there if he was Argentinian? Mm-hmm. I mean, he did have to fight for his place in Benfica and, and prove his trade. He didn't just slip, trip, and fall into his position in Manchester. But he stayed there. Well, he just left, man. Oh, come on. He just left. Next, you're going to tell how me. Long did you, how long was he there? Maybe like four years, five years. <laughs> Way too long. Oh, man. How many, games, how many games do you remember that, seeing him that's play? United, that's United's level, though, brother. We can't be mad at that. Second place? <sighs> Good enough, though. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, are we going to shit on Otamendi? Di Michaelis? I mean, they're Argentinians. They, they've paved their way in the they're league. Not, those aren't great players, man. But those guys walk on to a lot, a lot of other selecciones. They They'd start for the U.S., Mexico, Costa Rica, Bolivia, Peru, Chile. Maybe. I mean, there's just, they're, 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 they, they, today, they set a standard so, but, in the world. But, but No, maybe not today. But yeah. yeah, no, that's that's not a bad take though. I, a lot of people would argue that England does that a lot with their players too. By the way, um, well, England has a plethora. Right, right now, right now, currently, they're 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 a very good team. But you're not telling me that players are playing in the team that they're playing at because they're English. Well, that, the or thing they're is, not rated at at a certain level because they're English. That's another difference between Argentina and Brazil and England is that. 
Bar- you know, Brazil and Argentina export more talent than most countries. There's Brazilians playing in every country in the world. I, I you know, I trip out. I, I look at El Salvador's league sometimes. There's Brazilians in that league. Obviously, they're they're probably shit, you know, compared to what a Brazilian. But they're doing bits in El Salvador. And it's just because the level is different, man. And it starts as kids. They they play futsal for beginners, and they just become these these world beaters. So the world is still behind from Brazil and Argentina, I have to say. But I think they're, they're, they're huge exporters. They're, right they're one of the bigger exporters, whereas England doesn't export much. I could tell you most of them on off the top of my head. Jude Bellingham, Kieran Trippier, Sancho until he came back this year. And then I I, uh, I can't think of too many. Andre Gray, he's playing at Dortmund. It's just not many guys, bro. You know, and, and you could you could talk about Argentinians and Brazilians for days. So it does. I don't know. It's it's a really hard one to compute. But you know, I, I, I do I do understand what you mean though. Yeah. It's an yeah, I know. You, I know you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. All my right, my so. only thing is like I'm I'm struggling with it because I feel like it's almost justified because of how good both countries have been for so long and how many uh how many players they have that would walk into other teams you know sometimes but but what i'm saying in general players get the benefit of the doubt because they're from those countries yeah well i mean not to be facetious but i mean do you think funes modi gets that benefit and with the selection where they they're like he's he's Argentinian he must be good so let's just try to nationalize him you know well he did good in Mexico that's oh. why they nationalized him oh man and that and that's the standard and I think he's a he might be a bit player for the for the national team like he might get call ups yeah he's not that bad no he's he's not he could a bad do good player. in Europe but he he doesn't you know he's not at the level of Argentina's you know selection pool. So I mean I think yeah that that does or tell function. you yeah. yeah it does tell you a lot about their level and the players that they're looking at you know if it's not Lautaro Correa but, there, but, Dybala, there's, but there's also that that sort of bias where oh he's playing in Europe he's must be better yeah and we could say it about like Ayose Perez for example another Argentine we'll never we'll never get we'll never get a, a chance to play for Argentina but there's just so many of those guys bro and they're so good and I think they did merited it and is Ayose Perez playing there if he was of a different nationality if he was egyptian is he getting that i don't think well, so salah did yeah and salah proved himself he played in fucking basil man he played in fiorentina roma yeah. the guy's seen places well, those, well, done those, things you know those are decent clubs well so did mars mars started second division france he earned it you know th- those those cases tend to happen mm-hmm. um Papu Gomez is a fabulous example of a guy who really got up by his bootstraps and look at him now. <laughs> look at him now. Celebrating uh, Copa America with El, el Mejor de Todos play, Los Tiempos. Play, playing uh, 10 minutes. Uh, whole cup. They have, they have talent. I will never deny that. But they get, they get the benefit of the doubt a lot more because of their nationality. That's my point. Hey, I, and that's how a lot of people feel about the Anglo race and, you know, law enforcement, for example. That's a, that's a good, like, comparison. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll leave that for the uh, identity politics pod. Yeah, yeah, that we will. That uh, we will. So, yeah, moving on from that, uh, those are our questions. Thanks, guys. Oh, I, I didn't give my uh, hot Oh, yeah, take. yeah, my bad, my bad. Nah, but it's okay. I'm, I'm we not dragged that, it out. I'm not important. Uh, Nah, it's, I just think Dan, Daniel Podencia is going to be a, a top five midfielder 
uh, for Portugal. And uh, I really think the kid's talented. I think he's going to go to a bigger club in the next two years. He's going to do fucking bits. You know the thing about um, being top five midfielder for, no for your certain team? Yeah. Still leaves you on the bench. And, and, and that's fine, but, you know, you're behind guys like Bernardo Silva, Bruno Fernandes. You know, um, and I think there's, there's, I mean, he plays for such a good country, but I think he's going to elevate his game where we're going to be like, damn, this dude's 26 now, but fuck, he's barely blowing up now. I just see so many characteristics on that guy where I'm like, this guy's fucking good, you know? And, um, you know, you saw that little uh, nice heel touch he did on Havertz, sent him for a wiener. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm high on the kid, and I, I think he's going to do bits this season. We'll see. It's a bit third. I want to. I, I I want to pay attention to him uh, and uh, tell you. I told you so at the end of the season. That's a good. Uh, I guess. Do do a lot of people share that opinion? No, that this is really genuinely my own opinion. I'm sure Wolves fans do. I'm probably. Like, I'm pretty sure there's some Wolves fans that like. That's all they have to look forward to is watching him play. Oh well, since Jimenez has been out for the whole season, that's yeah, that's yeah, their yeah. guy. But. Yeah, Podense, man, um, after Traore or in that mix, is, is just super talented. I love Pedro Neto as well. What a great player. I, lo- I like Pedro Neto better. Well, he's more. Uh, he gets more plotted for sure because he's always on the finishing touch or creating the finishing touch. The guy's, you know, final third player. Podense is kind of like a free guy. He's like a Messi, you know, Bernardo. Gets the license to dribble all around. And uh, I enjoy a player like that. Reminds me of, you know, when I, when I got the, the privilege to watch David Silva not only in, in person, but also every weekend on, on, on the telly. So, I mean, yeah. I just love players with close ball control and that height and that low center of gravity. Uh, it just does something for me, you know? But, um, yeah, that's my hot take. All right. That's not bad. I hope I sold you on them. We'll, we'll have to keep a close eye on them this year. Yeah, it's a hard sell, for sure. Whoa. Um, but anyway, league previews. So before we get into picking... You know, the weekend's picks. I, of course, am excited. The season's about to start this Friday, 12 o'clock Pacific time. And Manchester uh, City are defending champions. Watford, Brentford, and uh, Norwich have promoted themselves to the Premier League. Um, I ask you. Who's gonna surprise you as far as teams go? Like, who do you look? Who do you look at? If you had to pick one team that was gonna perform, outperform the expectations, and another club that's gonna not perform to expectation. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, for me, it's it's gonna be um, Norwich. I think f- first off, they're gonna stay in the Prem. Uh, they have uh, the German coach Fark, who's actually very good friends with Pep as well. And, you know, they share a lot of the same footballing philosophies. I think we can look at Norwich, and, and even though they lost Emi Buendia, they still have managed to hold on to Todd Cantwell, who is one of the players I'll touch on later. I'm super high on as well. I think they're going to be a, a very, like, you know, a very progressive offense, and I think they have the tools. They just brought on Josh Sargent as well. I'm really high on that team. I love their, their family. I'm curious to see what Josh Sargent's going to do. Well, yeah. Josh I mean, Sargent. Yeah. But that's hard to say without fucking up. Without, right? yeah, without throwing up a little bit, right? I know. He's a U.S. player. Yeah, hot Cheeto. Oh, come on, man. That That's a baller. 
But I mean, I think uh, I think it's gonna be a fun team to watch, and not only because they also just totally bossed the, the championship. By the way, I mean, they bossed it, and yeah, that's my team and the team that's gonna underperform in my opinion this season. Uh, and you might agree with this or not, but um, I have a uh, Wolves struggling this year not because uh the players they'll have i think they'll have great players obviously i've mentioned one of them but the 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 manager switch is a tough one and the first two three months it's going to be like an identity crisis i think they'll pick it up from there i think they'll they'll still stay in the league but i think they're going to be fighting for the first time in in a while you know so yeah those are my two teams that i think will surprise and you know for for differing reasons not bad hey I'm a big prem guy. I love these. I love these yeah. lower league teams, man. Yeah. I uh, my my pick to surprise. It's not all that surprising. It's not that shocking. Is uh, Aston Villa is going to be fighting for a European spot? That's, that's a good mainly shout. because of the signings that they've had. Uh, someone that's not going to perform to expectations. See, I haven't really thought about that one because I asked you that on the fly. But um, I guess expectations wise. Liverpool are going to expect to to stay in in the uh, Champions League area, which I have them in, by the way. Same. I just think that that they might slip down a bit. They might end up in Europa League territory. They're going to be on the verge. There's a lot of other good teams knocking on the door. Yeah, for the uh, 22-23 season, I think they're going to be there. But, uh, yeah, those are my picks. I think... uh, I think that was a good call on Norwich, though. I like them a lot. I truth, even before Josh Sargent got there, um, that's just a team that I guess like this is me being a pep stand, but I, I always stuck with this quote he said last year. He's like, "Yeah, Norwich." He's like, "Yeah, I watch their games all the time. Actually, I, I've learned a lot from them, and like I like uh, talking with Fark. And the thing is, Fark um, was in the league two years ago and then they got relegated but he actually did very well he was on the cusp of staying in the prem but lost out i think it was to i think it might have been uh west brom or something like that but i think now with reinforcements and just him being there for three years now i think they found something he's not quite bielsa but he's not too far behind them i think in in terms of just ingenuity and uh uniqueness so yeah norwich man it's gonna be a fun team to watch all right yeah I don't know if you want to give your Premier League predictions 1 through 20 or if you have them. Yeah, I have, you know, I, uh, you sent me that thing on the tier maker thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking since we're, like, giving our surprises, might as well just go through the 20 right now. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first or, sh- or should I? You or should we just it. run it through and then and then to kind of discuss? Yeah, let's, let's go okay. through each tier. So, each tier, sorry. So, yeah, yeah we use tier maker, um, and I put – it goes by champions, then Champions League spots, are, which are right behind that. And then so on and so on. So my champion is Manchester City. Cheers. Uh, who do you got? Yeah, same, same. I I think even if they don't get a nine, I think if they get a nine, it's nailed on. If they don't, I think they're going to be up there. And then I'd love to talk more about the, the next group because that's where it's going to be very interesting. The one thing, the one thing about the nine that that's going to be a problem is I, I feel well I felt like teams started to figure out how to defend that against a city yeah they would overload one side defensively and then they would overload the other side when, when the defense when the offense was coming so a nine was going to be kind of crucial for them to get I, I still feel like that's their only weak point 
and scoring wise is going to be a problem for them if they can't identify someone mm-hmm. to to take that position. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, so moving on from that, uh, unless you had anything else to say about it. But yeah. Anyway, uh, following the Manchester City champion pick, uh, that's not biased on your part, by the way. Uh, I I just have the utmost confidence. That's the one trophy I love every year. That's the one. I, that's my priority. Um. So my uh, the 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 next tier is either the contenders or the guys that are in the Champions League spots. For yeah. me, it's uh, Manchester United, Chelsea, and Liverpool. Interesting. I have those same teams. I just have Chelsea f- second and United third and Liverpool fourth. And I only have Chelsea ab- above, and I, I only think it'll be by a point or two or maybe on goal differential, but I just think they have the better manager. How close to City would they be? Uh, I'm respectfully a fair a fair way off, not double digits. Maybe seven, eight, nine points. Uh, maybe that's a bit, uh, you know, braggadocious on my part. But uh, we're top of the league. I just think they're we we've been there, done that. We know how to handle it, and our squad rotations peak. You know, Pep Pep's got that on lock. He knows leagues. That's his shit. You know, he's what three and four. Three and five, he's trying to go four and six, you know. But um, that's that's the reason why I think they'll be uh, quite ahead. Chelsea have improved the most, I think, once Lukaku's signed out of these teams. And then Sancho going to United is a big help, and Baran as well. But I I don't think that's enough to surpass Chelsea. But I think it's enough to keep them clear from Liverpool. I think the 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 part where they'll be like just as much distance will be between United and Liverpool and I think Liverpool despite being fourth are going to be in a scrap with two teams that I'll discuss next after and, you, and you can go ahead and discuss those uh, I have Leicester City at fifth Europa League spot and I have Arsenal at sixth hmm. um, and then seventh well that would be uh, Spurs for me similar to what they got this year you know, I have the the same thing except Spurs and uh, and Arsenal swapped. Swapped. Oh, okay. I think Arsenal are gonna somewhat surprise. I think a lot of people are down on them because they've spent a lot without a whole lot to show for it. Uh, but they have more or less quality around the team. Yeah. Not top tier quality. I think they have some good prospects that can elevate to that level. And I feel like our Arteta's gonna start figuring it out pretty soon i I believe so start figuring out but putting it together where it matters yeah so if i had another surprise it would be arsenal now i wouldn't be surprised if they would be competing for that fourth spot i would love that actually that's what i really what that's what my heart wants but yeah what i have to pick logically i went with this so far Mm -hmm. but i'd love for for arsenal to be back in europe you know yeah that's why i put him at seventh yeah yeah definitely um, but but with uh, Tottenham's uh, signings and and also if they end up keeping Kane, you know that sixth spot or wait, yeah that sixth spot is it's gonna be a nice mid table fight, upper mid table. That four, fifth, sixth, and 
Seven spot is up for the grabs between yeah. those four teams. And you could you could almost even extend that up to eight nine because you have West. Oh, I, sorry. I I have I was gonna move on to the next tier. I have West Ham, Leeds, Everton, Villa. That's my four. I have Villa on the same tier as the previous one. Oh okay okay. Eighth. Eighth. Also, yeah. oh, you have them at eighth. Okay, and I I have West Ham at at eighth. I'm curious where you have them. Uh, ninth. Ninth, okay. And then yeah. what was the rest of yours? Uh, Leeds, right after that, Wolves, and Everton. Ooh, so so Everton would be far back then. Yeah, oh yeah. Fair enough. They they haven't spiced up their team. They lost their manager. They lost yeah. their manager. Um, they still have DCL. Sigurdsson is in do. handcuffs. <laughs> and other than that, Sigurdsson. Thomas is leaving... Thomas helped them out in the early part of the season last year. After that, I don't. They they're not an exciting team. They're not interesting. No, but they'll figure out how to stay in the mid table. The mo- their most interesting bit of summer news was Sigurdsson. Yeah, it was a fucking child rapist. Well, hey, hey, alleged child rapist. Love. <sighs> Never mind. That's yeah. We don't condone that. Ju- ju- underage <sighs> finang- finangling. Yeah. Now, it's not official, it's still being investigated, but Everton have confirmed he will be out for, you know, un, you know, undisclosed time. It's not, it's indefinite, as they say. So, yeah, I think Everton are going to struggle. That's why I have Everton uh, all the way at, uh, I think it's 10th I have them. I have them in 12th. Hey, that's that's around their range. Yeah, that's where they usually finish 12th. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the what's your twelve through fifteen looking like? Uh, threatened by relegation, but not quite getting relegated. All right. I have the Saints. Brighton's gonna fucking figure it out. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Burnley's gonna fucking figure it out. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, Watford somehow we're gonna stay up. Mm-hmm. And Crystal Palace, just like last year, somehow is gonna stay up. But I have them at seventeenth. Hmm. What do you have? So I have, starting with 12th, I have Wolves. I think I basically kind of have them swapped with what you had Everton at around there. Um, and then I have Brighton staying up. I have Southampton staying up. I think Che Adams is only going to improve. They still, they've managed to hold on to James Ward-Prowse as of now. I think that's a massive keep. Um, so, I mean, that's a talented team. Gineppo is only going to get better, in my opinion. I actually kind of have them a little low. If I'm honest. But they're going to... They lost Danny Ings. Well, yeah, and it looks like they're going to lose out on Vestergaard. That's that's in the books That's as a well. big one But for them. They have, they have a nice... They have a really nice defense uh, through and through, though. So, I mean, but still, yeah, it is a big miss. And uh, Ralph Hasenhuttle is on the hot seat, too. Uh, apparently, the Southampton board isn't happy with how far they dropped last season. So, I think that he's going to have to bring the heat. If not, he may be sacked and... Another manager may come back. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but after Southampton at 15th, I have Crystal Palace. I think, uh, you know, obviously with a new manager, uh, not too many new signings, but a nice talent, you know, a nice talent to choose from. I think they just escaped that relegation scare. I have Newcastle staying up at 16th, and then Norwich barely escapes relegation. I think they're going to be good enough to do that. And then the guys that get relegated, surprisingly, and this is more hopeful on my part, Burnley. I have them not finding a way this year. 
And I have Watford and Brentford getting relegated. So only one team from the promotion will stay up. I believe it's Norwich. Okay. And, yeah, my team would be Watford. Watford, Watford. Yeah. Um, so the teams that I chose to get relegated are uh, Newcastle. Oh, okay. Newcastle is the only team in the Premier League as of now that has zero transfers. They, yeah, that they don't. And, and they were well, bad to, last year. To be fair, they, they, they had Joe Willock on loan from Arsenal. And I, I, from what I understand, as of now, they've managed to keep him. They bought yeah, him. That's but true. That's yeah. the only guy, though. I agree. No, yeah. no other transfers from besides that. So, yeah. they basically stayed stagnant. They have the same team as last year, virtually. Yeah, and it sucks because they have very good quality, like Saint Maximine, like your guy uh, from Venezuela. Um, uh, he's uh, actually from Paraguay. Paraguay. Miguel Almiron. Almiron. So and uh, yeah, they have a good team. I I also chose Brentford. Yeah, they're in Norwich. Norwich to get relegated. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, only one one promoter team staying up. That'd be Watford for Troy Deeney. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. But uh, anyway, man, uh, it feels like we haven't done this in a while. Yeah. But uh, our picks for the weekend. Oh yeah. Well, let's did get we talk into about it. La Liga? Uh, no one's too arsed with that. Messi left. That's a dead league. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. No, but I mean, yeah, man, it feels like we haven't done this in a long ass but time. It, there is, is there, does La Liga start this weekend? It does. Fucking yeah, hell. it does. Fucking hell. I haven't, you know, La Liga has been fairly quiet as opposed to the Prem in terms of transfers. So there's not much to say there, but I'm down. I'm down. Let's uh, get into the Prem first, though, I guess. That we will. We have Brenton, I mean, Brentford, sorry, at Arsenal. I have Arsenal winning. 2-0. I'll take Arsenal 2-0. Uh, you know, I really hope that Obama Ying comes back to his pre-malaria form. Obama what? Obama who? Yang. Yeah. I hope so, man. I When the guy's on form, he's fun to watch unless he's playing against your team. The guy's a menace, you know, but we've we've yet to see that in this year and i hope he can change it yeah um, Man, those kids are fresh oh yeah i like them new york city fc uh just starting now this is rare east coast team starting at let's see that's okay. 11 p.m bro Damn. imagine how knackered these guys are yeah i would have taken a little nap and just find yeah. it hard to get the energy to when play. i went up ah i mean uh, <clears throat> but uh yeah um, moving on to Saturday's games, though, we have United against United. Well, Manchester against Leeds, that is. Two teams that and fan bases that thoroughly hate each other. Um, I'll take a 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw. I'm just finding my, my place in the, uh, in, in, the, the shit. in the schedule. No worries, yeah, man. Um, so Saturday, uh, I'll take Manchester United 3-1. Who the fuck am I? You're not. Nah, just kidding, man. Three Sancho's going to gonna show out. Yeah, 3-1 to one, United. <laughs> Manchester, that is. <laughs> Leeds are good. Hey, I think they stayed pat. They signed Jack Harrison. Jack And they Harry. kept everybody else, basically. Yeah, they also signed somebody from City. Fuck. I'm forgetting their name. They, they did sign a... Uh, yeah, they did sign somebody. That, that was a pretty good pickup. Dude, yeah, it's, it's totally escaping my mind right now. I'm sure. Oh uh, well, 
I'm sure it'll come up at some point. Yeah, but um, no, yeah, I mean, but oh, they also signed a junior Firpo. Firpo, who uh, had a lot of good things to say about the the tactical setup and and the um, like the coaching. Yeah, like they're they're very detailed versus how Barca used to operate. (laughs) Well, prime Barca was different, son. But we'll get into that talk at another time. Um, but yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. Uh, next match, Burnley against Brighton. Brighton two 0 for me. Two 0 I find that to be a one one draw. Fair enough. Uh, a match in London, Chelsea against Crystal Palace. I'll take a three 0 win for Chelsea. Yeah, they're gonna show out. Yeah, Pulisic's gonna have the the game of his life. Against Crystal Palace. Against Palace, yeah. Next match, we have two clubs at a fairly similar level. Everton against Soho, Southampton. Come on, Everton. I'll take a 2-2 draw. All right, I'll take a 2-1 win for Everton. Richarla got picking up on his good, godly form. Um, And uh, next match, we have Leicester against the Foxes against the Wolves. A canine affair. I'll take Leicester. 2-0. 2-0. I don't care that Jimenez is back. Okay? Yeah, but you got to care that Fofana's gone. Fofana. You got to care that Madison's on his way out. No, but they have Soyunku. And you got to care that Soyunku hasn't been informed for the last six months. And you got to uh, care that Vardy's legs are going away very quickly. But they have Harvey Bonds. That they do. Yeah, he's a player. And they have Kelechi, who's in the form of his of his life right now, if we're honest. And and that's the thing, form is temporary. Talent. I'm sorry, son, but he's not that good. Uh, but at one point he had the best minutes per goal ratio in the prem. What does that mean? Does uh, that mean that he scored like right when he came on? Damn yeah, near. Yeah, in that instance, yeah, sure. Uh, um, I see another draw, man. One one. Fair enough. Jimenez, get on the board. Next next match, we have Watford against Aston Villa. Yeah. I have Villa. I have Villa 1-0. Villa 2-0. Fair enough. Fair enough. Next match, Norwich Liverpool. Wow. I remember 2019. This was the first game of the Prem. And I remember this. It was on a Friday, though, so it would have been like Friday's game. I went to the pub with Amilcar, and we got pretty fucked up because it was a midday game. And uh, Norwich ended up drawing with Liverpool. Timo Pukki, Timo Pukki scored. And then that's when I started like following the team more. But they get to play again, and I have the same feeling. Come mm-hmm. on, Norwich. Come on. Let's have it, boys. 2-1. Goals from Josh Sargent. And uh, second goal I'll take from Todd Cantwell. Penalty spot. Easy as you like. Uh, all right. So let's go back to reality. Uh, oh, Liverpool 2-0. Damn. All yeah. right, fair enough. And, and then the more Sunday, uh, Newcastle hosting West Ham United. Come on, West Ham. Uh, come on, Mikel Antonio. Oh, the guy's a, what a player. You know, Susek managed to stay. I thought he was going to get scalped. I thought, you know, another year will do him good. Yeah. And then we'll take him at Real Madrid. All right. I like that. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good low-key signing. Reminds me of uh, another Balkan brother you guys signed at one point. Yes, sir. Puta Modric. Wow. <laughs> Anyways. Golden boot or golden uh, ballon d'or winner. Ba- ah, that, That's a ballon yeah. d'or winner, son. Yeah. But yeah. no, I have West Ham winning. 
2 0. Yeah. Like I said, Newcastle's going to get relegated. Um, that hits. They were lucky to stay. They, they had a good run of form at the end of last season. They were lucky to stay up, and I don't see them replicating that sort of luck. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to start off with the loss. Yeah. Next match, uh, Spurs at City. And that's a uh, – well, uh, City at Spurs. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, that's that's going to be a good game. Um, the, the Premier League champs host – I mean, go to uh, London to face Tottenham. That's a simple game, easy game. 3-1. A lot of draws this weekend. Fair enough, fair enough. Drop points, not a lost point, is it? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so that's our Premier League picks. Do you want to go into La Liga? Sure. Uh, My name's Paul. So Spanish, La Liga. La Liga España, Santander. Uh, on Friday, August 13th, Valencia hosting Getafe. No kidding, huh? Valencia having problems ho- uh, registering players, so we don't know what's going to happen. I'll take Valencia still. One yeah, year. I'll take Getafe. JJ Macias, <laughs> get in, son. Oh, man. I hope you can at least see some sunlight because... If I if I look at the track record Lainas took, man, unless you're a unit like Ache Ache or Raul, I'm sorry, brother. You're going to play. Yeah, we're going to have you at Aspect. Sit your Aspect. <laughs> Sit on the bench. Don't let his name be uh, uh, J- J- James uh, J- Martin J- because, J- uh, yeah, he's a... Uh, yeah, he's a factor. He's a factor. <laughs> he's going to score against... Who did, who did Orange play? Oh, uh, Liverpool. He's going to score against fucking uh, Real Madrid. Ah, uh, Real oh, Don't, don't, don't. He's yeah. good, man. He's good. I'm telling you, JJ I like Valencia, Masia. though. You know, if Carlos Soler is on the pitch, I think he's one of the best players from both teams, you know? Oh, yeah. Probably uh, the best. Yeah, so I, yeah. I'd like to see him cook. And they still have Gonzalo Guedes as well, who's another guy who's right on par. You know, a talented team. Uh, not a bad team. I think Hetafe right now is that is a is can be a great team actually, but it's like a lot of young guys that don't have much reputation, so I have no confidence picking them. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be but a good they, one. Did they manage to? Oh no, uh, Cucurella went to the Prem, right? I don't know that he was rumored to. Uh, he was rumored to go to Brighton, but no, nothing has been made you know official. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. He was rumored, but nothing official has happened. So yeah. as as far as it stands right now, Cucurella is up there with Soler. Yeah, no, for sure. For and, sure. I, and I think his, uh, partnership with him and Macias, we don't know. We don't know. Hey, it'll be exciting. Uh, next up is Ozasuna versus Espanyol. Espanyol comes up yeah. after spending a season in La Segunda. And, I like uh, them. I like them. I'll take Espanyol. Yeah, same. Barcelona club. Yep, Catalanos. And 1-0. Cadiz versus Levante. Vamos, Cadiz. I feel like we... Yeah, let's do it. Cadiz. Yeah, Cadiz uh, 2-0 for me. Mallorca versus Betis. Ooh, that's a good one. I'll oh, take Mallorca's Betis, coming up as well. Uh, They're on the come up. And some nice prospects. Got Kubo secured. But El Ingeniero Pellegrini. No, come on. Come on, Lainez. Pick up uh, from the Olympics. Hey, he might be fresher than some of the guys. I know Fakir's on the team as well. Carvalho. Sergio Canales. And uh, how can we forget your boy, um... Ah, his name escapes me now. The older bloke. 
Oh, Joaquin. Joaquin. Joaquin, yeah. 40 years old. 40 years 40 old. 40 years young. Doing bits. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'll take Betis by the slightest margin of 2-1. Okay. Same. Yeah. Uh, Alavet versus Real Madrid. This, yeah. this fixture last season on the, on the second match cost us the championship. In essence, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. This fucking... It, it was that game where it was icy as fuck and shit. Uh, hey, uh, all, all 22 players played under the same conditions. We... <sighs> and we were always the better team, man. Uh, I want to see uh, Real Madrid spank them. Uh, 4-0. I, I need that. I just no. need that. I think... I Madrid, need that. I think Madrid will win, though, but I have a 1-0 win. 1-0. I mean, they're going to create a lot, but it's just... Alaves tends to... The, those are the kind of teams that sit back and... Uh, yeah, they're going to close up shops, so... Good luck penetrating. Uh, but, um, yeah, after that, we move on to Sunday's games in the motherland. Celta Vigo contra Atletico Madrid. Atletico de Madrid... 2-0. 2-0, tío. Yep. That's acceptable. It's fair. Fair weather. Celta Vigo also has problems registering players, so we don't know what's going to yeah. happen there. As of now, they've managed to hold on to Santi Mina, who I'm pretty high on. Another young guy. Maybe Yo future no sé. Madrid. We don't know. Yo no sé. We don't know. Uh, Barcelona hosting Real Sociedad. Match uh, of the week? Mm, yeah, I guess. Because we don't know. We don't know if Barcelona's going to be able to get their guys either. Uh, but I'll take Barcelona 1-0. Really? I just have an affinity for the team. Not to mention that they have Pedri. Ansu Fati. Ansu Fati's going to start? I hope so. A lot of hope put on a guy that hasn't done jack shit. How about Sergio? Uh, Ser- I mean, Sergio. Serginho Des. I mean, we can't forget. Yeah, he's a right back. Uh, but... He he can sometimes advance into the right wing and you know he he just absolutely balls. Okay. Now, I wonder what happened to this cat. Concussion probably, huh? Looks like it. Sheesh. Uh but yeah, man, I have Barca winning one nil. It's not like a spanking, but this is wearing like a Carhartt teen shit. Big ass fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got fish shit. He's like a yeah, get he's a get up from your bootstraps type of manager. That's what I like. Yeah. Um Okay, so after that is uh, Sevilla holding, uh, hosting uh, Rayo Vallecano, uh, who just got promoted as well. Rayo. Uh, Sevilla 3-0. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then on Monday, Villarreal hosting Granada. Villarreal coming off of a, a really good game that they should be proud of, for the Super League, Super Cup, I should say. Um, 2-1. Not bad, not bad. I have a 1-1. For me, I have a draw. Pretty even teams. And then um, Atletico de Bilbao contra Elche. Bilbao, 2-0 for me. Yeah? Yeah, they're too good, man. They're Yeah, they're a lot better than Elche. So, yeah, that's our picks for the week. Um, anything else that you need to get off your chest for the uh, league coming up or anything that we left out or transfers or anything? Um... I mean, not really, but I did want to shout out my boy Conrad de la Fuente again. He's been doing really great in for the Marseille. preseason. Ronaldo. Yeah, I mean the guy. Not impressed. He's uh, you know, he's assisting, scoring. I mean, what's not to like? A bargain at three mil, uh, daylight robbery, if you ask me. But uh, I'm very excited to watch him. There's a reason for that, son. Ah, uh, Tim Weah as well. 
uh, shout out to my league on boys. More, more proven. Messi, Messi is gonna bring more eyeballs. So hey, dress up, boys. It's, it's time. Yeah. yeah one nation, def- one team. For that, yeah. Ah. Uh, but anyway, um, oh, since we're talking about Messi, a lot of Barca fans thought it was disrespectful the way Serginho Des turned up to his farewell. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, a Chicago Bulls outfit. Looks like he had just gotten out of bed. Tank top, flip flops. Uh, a lot of Barca fans thought that was disrespectful to Messi. You know, you should be a little, maybe a little bit more formal in, in a farewell. But uh, did you I, notice how everybody else was dressed? Like yeah. all the other players? Yeah, yeah. Jeans and t-shirt. Casual, right? Cash. Super cash. They're like uh, almost like they were caught off guard that there was a fucking presser. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Uh, Is he American? Is that why? Yeah, low key. Oh, la, he's la, Dutch, la, if la, anything. La, la, la. Oh, that's a bottle. God, that's man. a bottle. That was a first timer, son. Yeah, dude. Or first touch. If first anything. touch, dink, anything really. Um, but anyway, um, no, all the other players were in in uh, jeans and, and a t shirt. You don't want to so, hear it. So yeah, bullshit. What what did the play? You know what would have been better if the players had questions for him rather than the same old si. uh, the question, um, Matthew. Felicitaciones a tu carrera con Barcelona. Con quién vas a firmar? It's like, yeah. Why would you ask that? Ask uh, them something meaningful. The players can ask something more meaningful, a little more impactful, and it would have got more emotion rather than these generic ass bullshit questions. Uh, and Messi, you could tell Messi at some points was like, dude, I already answered this. I'm telling you, I had a good time. I can't be here. Uh, I wish I could be here, but yeah. that, that's not the case. Uh, so I'm just going to talk with my team and, and figure out what we can do from here. They asked him the same question like three times. Like, yeah. for, for anybody to be outraged, it should be uh, to the reporters ask these bullshit-ass questions that they already do every offseason anyway. Shit. Say, say how you really feel about Catalonian media. Ah, oh, man. Oh, and let, let's not forget the reporters that were speaking in straight Cata- Catalonian. Oh. Or Catalan. Fucking uh, hell. So I find that to be so pretentious. If you like it so bad, then go back. They're so pretentious, those bastards. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, it was a, it was a non, non-controversy non that people drummed up about Serginho <laughs> Dest. Everybody else was dressed like shit. <laughs> hey, but no, he stood out, though. He, he stood out. Uh, he did. He did. He looked like he, he he just he's getting out of L.A. fit. Yeah, I'm you know? telling you. I'm telling you. I think they were just told last second that there was a yeah, presser. Yeah, yeah. Come if you want. Yeah, like that dude was probably getting domed up, and he's like, oh, fuck, yeah. I got to go. Jordi Alba was wearing a T-shirt and jeans. Uh, but he's Spanish. He can he can pull that off. Yeah, but all the other guys were, too. Uh, so I'm like, <laughs> if it meant something to you. Then they would have dressed up, but th- these guys were probably told like ten minutes away, <laughs> or they were just like, like they probably just went through like a training session and oh yeah, yeah just get chilling. dressed, get dressed. Messi's about to have a presser. Uh, that's probably the, that's probably exactly what happened. Yeah, and Des probably happened to take just a fucking uh, Bulls jersey. Yeah, <laughs> nah, that's disrespectful, bro. That's the go, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like, that, and that's why he's wearing a Michael <clears throat> Jordan uh, jersey. When, when you go to church, do you you don't pull up in a Chicago Bulls jersey when you're in the presence Have of like Have you ever a, been to a, a Catholic God? church? Oh yeah, they, well at least where I at where I was going, they dressed relatively formal. I mean, if you're wearing a Bulls out, uh, you know, a Bulls a fanboy outfit with the shorts, jer- jersey match <laughs> slides. You. And and uh, it was at bar, uh, at Camp Nou, so it was like right after a training session. It was sacred, that, bro. That was that was what Des took 
uh, to dress up after the training session. Uh, it was a last minute thing, I guarantee you. Yeah, I, I would love, uh, man, I'd love for the Crack Podcast to ask him this question when and if they interview him. Because that's, that's going to be a viral moment in my brain now, like remembering, like, oh, this dude really just sh- showed up in like a whatever fit. For, hey, he's for, jacked. Oh, yeah, he's jacked too, bro. Got so, those traps, man. Yeah, he's got the, bi- he's got the uh, Corey Maggetti biceps, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, uh, I sorry to go on a little US, no, it's, USMNT it's tangent there. That's fine, those man. Are some that, funny that's, bits. that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, anything else, man? Nah, man, that wraps it up for me. I, I think we, we had a really good pod, delivered a lot of stuff, and can't wait for next week when we have some results. Yeah, man. All right, man. Uh, we'll do it again next week. All right, two guys, two mics, two pints, and uh, we'll catch you guys later. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers.